0: Welcome back. We have a great part three of our show that we started last week. And this show and the the previous two are all about preparing you for 2020. Um, As hopefully you've been listening, you know that your 2020 has already started. It doesn't start in January, or in some cases, let's be honest, some of you don't restart your careers until the spring. Your 2020 has already started. Why is it critically important that you take what I just said seriously? Because every top producer, though they will to readily admit this to you because they don't want you knowing the secret, and I don't like using that word secret, but it really is a secret, is that your year – the next year always starts in the fourth quarter of the previous year. Why is that true? Because if you start your new year in the new year, you're going to then have to basically be restarting when everyone else is restarting as well. You're going to have to generate new leads. You're going to have to talk people into listing their houses. You're going to have to rebuild momentum. You're going to have to you know, shake off your holiday uh, pounds and make all, your other, I'm going to, you know, all the other things that happen in the new year. And then you think you're going to restart your business successfully. There's a reason that so many of you have a bell curve on your income. You make no money at the beginning of the year. You make some money two, three, maybe four months if you're lucky in the middle of the year. And then you start to taper off towards the end of the year. And then you try to blame the market. And then you try to blame – interest rates. Then you try to blame external reasons for the fact that you actually didn't move the needle. You had two or three good months. You may have even been realtor of the year. You may have gotten every plaque and there is to get in your brokerage. Everyone might think you're the most successful thing ever. But if you then go and look at how much money you made this year versus last year, it may be the same, if not less. But most importantly, when you look to see how close you got to maybe paying off debt, maybe you look to see, did you accumulate any wealth? You didn't. Most people, this is not just real estate agents, most people just muddle through. They have no real plan, um, and so as a result of that, they actually never really accomplish much in life, especially when it comes to finances. Real estate, our business, our industry, the easiest way for you to have almost an unfair advantage on the new year is to work now, which means you're going to, again, to be clear, be working when other people, as in your competition, isn't working But you're also working when sellers are at home answering the phone. You're also working with, generally generally speaking, there's lots of reasons to reach out to people because of the holidays. One of the little things that Julie and I used to do is we would intentionally send out our greeting cards, our holiday cards, oh, dare I say Christmas cards, boo, hiss, (laughs) Um, And we would do it before everyone else would so that then we would follow up with a phone call, right, asking if they, you know, just having a nice, normal conversation with them. And because they had just recently received our greeting card, they were more than willing to have a nice conversation with us, and we always generated business from doing that. So one of the advantages you have to working this time of year is people are in great moods for the most part, Uh, Generally speaking, people are going to be answering the phone. Generally speaking, there's going to be lots of reasons, holiday reasons, to reach out to folks. And yet what do do many agents do? What do many brokers do? They rationalize that there's no business to be had this year. They rationalize that, oh, don't put your house for sale uh, this time of year. You have to put it back in the spring. They basically are trying to rationalize being lazy. They might just be surrounded with other agents and brokerages and whatnot that are doing the same thing. Guys, you've got to do the opposite of what most people do if you want to have the opposite of what most people have. And what most people do is the easiest, least confronting, you know, essentially laziest approach to virtually everything in life, and that's the reason why most people are seemingly just muddling through life. If you want to have something exceptional, you have to do things that are exceptional. And for many of you, it's just simply a function of working in fourth quarter. It's not that hard. So to prove it to you, what this Series of podcasts which we're calling TFW 2020, which essentially means total effing war in your 2020, total war on all your complacency, total war on everything that you've been procrastinating, total war on just being lazy in general. I know you don't like the words I'm using because you guys want me to be a motivational speaker where I'm going to tell you how to find out your big why and how we're going to all act like it's a big psychology, get-to-know-you, big kumbaya around the campfire-type session. But we're not going to do that because it's intellectually dishonest for for Julie and I not to be as honest and practical and tactical with you as possible. So we're going to tell you what we know to be the truth, not our version of the truth, but the truth about what it takes to be successful long-term in this industry. And obviously there's parallels when you start becoming successful in real estate by doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level. That translates – directly to other aspects of your life. You can't really be successful in real estate without really being, and by successful, I mean where you're actually being of service to people, where you're making 75%, 85% profit margins. In other words, you're running a very profitable business. You're you know, purchasing rental properties. You're doing things to increase your net worth. There is almost never a, someone who's working and working efficiently like I just described who is going to have problems with their health or problems with their um, family or things like that. But it's fascinating how many of you think, and this is interesting, that in order for you to be successful in real estate, you have to sacrifice some of those other things. And what I'm telling you is you believe a lie, and you're choosing to believe that lie so you can rationalize not actually doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level in real estate. There's a paradigm shift for some of you. What if the exact opposite of what you were led to believe were tr- was true? For example, what if the reason why you're not having better um, you know, health or better familial relationships or better whatever? What if maybe the other aspects of your life, they're good, but they're not where you want them to be? Maybe the reason that those things aren't at the level that you want them to be is because your real estate business is not at the level that you want it to be. Because you've been – maybe you're one of these agents, and this is the sad part of our industry. We talk about this on our podcast all the time. Maybe you're essentially following a broken business model. Maybe you're trying to build a big and efficient team. Maybe you're trying to brand your way to success or buy leads or all these types of things. And you're saying, Tim, what are you talking about? I'm working so hard. I'm spending all this money and time and effort trying to train people up to get them to be buyer's agents and all the rest of it. Well, okay, but here's the fact those things, that's a bad business model. In this past 10 or 15 business uh, years after the real estate bust, you have seen agents who are unwittingly beta testing bad ideas. In other words, there'll be some new company comes out, and I'll use an example without using the name, where they'll start doing targeted marketing. They're going to give you a list of who is in this particular neighborhood is going to be living or moving, and they're going to even mail postcards, and they're going to do all this stuff, and they're going to charge you all this money? They didn't know whether that would work or not. You were helping them beta test the idea, and you were paying for it. Well, how many of you have been beta testing, like buying leads or the whole team thing, guys? The current team model is a train wreck. It's not, it, it was never designed around profit for the person who takes all the risk. Did you know that? Did you get in the business not to make profit? These are all the fascinating types of thoughts that you need to confront, because there's a difference between quitting a bad idea and quitting while you're ahead. I would rather have you guys rip the Band-Aid off now and realize that some of the things you believed were true, even if the most authoritative person in real estate said, in order for you to be successful, you have to do this, the other thing, the other thing. And maybe you're like, well, okay, I mean, oh, if you're telling me I need to be a celebrity on Instagram, I guess, I mean, why would you lie to me? I guess maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing, Um, and and, hell, everyone else in my office believes it's true, so maybe that's what I should be doing. But you don't have the experience, or frankly, if we're being honest, guys, you don't really have the guts to say, raise your hand and say, you know what, that's a crappy idea. I'm going to tell you guys a true story. Uh, Julie and I were Howard Britton stars from back in the 90s. Many of you don't know who Howard Britton was. It doesn't really matter. At the time, Howard was probably the pinnacle of um, essentially a club you could belong to, let's just say that. And so when he, when Howard made you a star, that was arguably the biggest honor you could receive in real estate. That's how prestigious this association with Howard Britton was. Howard was, Howard created, and Howard stars, when Julie and I were one of them, were the Essentially, the instigators, if you want to know, if put it in the right terms, of the big team model, for example, and branding. You guys think all this stuff is new? It's not. None of it's new. It's just rehashing. And these bad ideas percolate up every time there's a seller's market, and they go away when the market shifts back towards a buyer's market. Just trust what I'm telling you is true. Don't live through the pain. So, we're at this Howard Brinton um, event, meeting. It's a private thing just for the Howard Stars. I only vaguely remember what the room looked like, but it was at a Ritz Carlton someplace. It was a big, long conference table. There were probably 40, maybe 50 people at the table. Um, these were like the best and brightest in real estate. Julie and I were still in our 20s, and so we were like a, a little bit, you know, well, wow, I can't believe we're here kind of thing. And so we're listening to all these people talk about teams. And all the people who are Howard Stars were mostly the, the age we are now. They're in their they're 40s. And we are listening to them talk about teams. We were listening to them talk about buyer's agents and adding staff and having people to go on listing appointments with them. And all these da, – da, 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 da. they just went on and on and on. All the crap you guys think works, most of you. And so what happened then is I was listening to all this, and Julie and I had sold over 100 houses our first year. And essentially all the money we earned went to our pocket. We didn't buy the business. We could have, but we didn't. And it was the most – it was you know, like 90% profit, okay? All right, so we're, and, and we bought some rental properties. We were actually doing what we set out to do, which is make ourselves rich, was have enough passive income where our money worked for us we no longer had to work for our money. So we're in this room. We're listening to the, the quote-unquote, best and brightest talk about their big teams and whatnot, and I started asking questions about profit because it doesn't take too long to figure out if you're going to piss away all your money delegating everything, you're not going to have any profit left. And, you know, I'd ask questions about that, and they would never answer them. This was the first indication I knew that there was a sickness in real estate. And so then I'd ask some more questions. And, oh, there's, there's that Tim and Julie. They're just, they're just youngsters. They don't know what they're talking about. The whole point of real estate is to form a big team. Remember, guys, this is back in the 90s. You guys think this is, this, all this bullshit's new? It's not. It's been around for decades. And so then one time I asked this question. So Howard, and I'll never forget this. Howard was talking about how he was a proponent of cross-training your staff. So, and of course, he was providing training to do just that. So, you would send your buyer's agent to a buyer's agent university or whatever it was called that Howard Britain would be providing. It cost like fifty-five hundred bucks, and then there would be another thing for a listing that was fifty-five hundred bucks. And he was trying to get these agents, these Howard Britain stars, to send their, st- to cross-train their staff. So that the staff then would be trained to – and Howard's training was great, so don't get me wrong. And he did a great job, and we loved Howard, so please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But what he was doing is he was building a business around trying to get these people, these Howard stars and everyone else, to then pay $5,500 to have their staff trained to do each other's jobs. And I asked this question, and I'll never forget what happened. I raised my hand. And I was the only one that asked this question. Remember the best in price in real estate? And I was just some goofball from Columbus, Ohio. And I said, if we train everyone, if we cross-train everyone to do all these different jobs, they won't need us and they'll quit and start their own real estate businesses. And he got so pissed at me. I had never seen him get that mad to I remember anyone. Him. He was pissed. He practically threw me out of the room. How dare I ask that question? How dare I ask a question? We're supposed to be making our team members better. We're supposed to be cross-training them to make the best real estate agents out of them. It's our job to cultivate success in the staff members. Or are... No, it's not. It's our job to run profitable real estate teams where we as the risk-takers can then have enough profit that we can buy assets that, are, uh, that produce uh, income so that we can be rich where our money works for us and we no longer work for our money. I mean, isn't that the reason you get in business? You got in business to run some sort of adult daycare where you're supposed to be cultivating the best and brightest like you're some sort of Ivy League university? That's bullshit. And I still think it's bullshit, because it is bullshit, because guess what happens? When you do that, they quit and start their own businesses, of course. <laughs> I mean, duh. Oh. You know? duh. And that, that's the ultimate fallacy of these team models is that you're hiring people who are just going to quit and start their own businesses. Or, but more, even if that weren't true, it's still a terrible business model because there's no profit left and there was no profit back in the 90s and this was before okay just to date us this is before the internet basically okay the yes, internet millennials, pu- there was a day before the internet <laughs> yeah i mean we bought TimAndJulieHarris.com, the url like the first month you could buy urls that's how ancient our url is uh this is back in yeah. 97 or 98 or something and, yeah, so we're t- – trust me, Julie and I were always trying to basically be on the edge of what was relevant in the real estate business. We're not just artifacts from a bygone era, but we were focused on making a profit. We were focused on essentially why we got in the real estate business, and it wasn't to just basically you know pass transactions. It was actually to make a profit, and it was so obvious even – you know Julie and I were English majors for God's sake – But it doesn't take some sort of fancy MBA from Harvard to figure out that that business model was terrible. And again, that was back before you could buy leads. That was way before Zillow, way before Realtor.com, way before all that. So nowadays – and that was back when you could get 7% commission too. So back then – it was, the business had more margin. There was more money to be made. There was less places to spend your money. If you are going to do marketing and advertising, you were doing direct mail. Maybe you were doing billboards. You are doing silly stuff like that. Nowadays, there's so many different ways to waste money. It's crazy, and the margins are smaller. So there was no profit in the big business was the big team model then, and there's absolutely no profit in it now. And yet, how many of you are getting into real estate, walking into your real estate offices, and, and hearing – People pound you with, well, you have to form a team. Don't you intuitively know that's not why you got into real estate? That doesn't make any sense, does it? You have to buy leads. No, you don't. You can learn how to generate your own leads. Oh, you have to work with buyers for the first you know, however many years. There's some unwritten rule that you can't be a listing agent when you first get your license. That's not true. You can be a listing agent the second you get your real estate license. It's, guys, come on. Treat this as a business. Don't be so seduced. By what other people want for you. Focus on what you want for yourself. I assume you got in this business because you wanted to have freedom of schedule, have you know, essentially have the self-satisfaction of being a successful business owner, but you also did it to make a profit, whether you know that or not. Otherwise, you guys are running nonprofit businesses, which is unfortunately the case for most brokerages nowadays. Guys, this stuff all rings true with literally tens of thousands of you because you intuitively know what I'm saying is true. I had uh, two coaching calls today with some really great clients. And um, one of the questions – because everyone has their mind a little bit wander this time of year. It's easy. So I asked them this question just because, oh, I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing the other thing. But they were starting to waste time on things that didn't actually produce results. So I asked them this question. I'm going to ask listeners this question. And Julie's going to wrap up the topic of the, your 90-day massive action plan. So if you had um, – uh, there was a contest. Julie and I started a TV show. And in order to win this TV show, you have to take 20 listings by the end of the year to win the contest. 20 listings at the end of the year, and you get an all-taxes-paid cold check for one million dollars. And you can't buy the business. You have to. You cannot like cash the sellers in on the the proceeds to, you know anything like that. But you have to take 20 listings in essentially the next 90 days, and you get one million dollars. It just everyone who participates gets a million dollars. Here's what's interesting. I want you to ask yourself that question in all seriousness. If you were to want to actually accomplish that goal, if this were for real, because it's obviously not, but if it were for real, I bet you already, just as I was muttering those words and you figured out what I was going to say, before I was even done saying it, I bet your mind already went to work trying to figure out how to do it. It did, didn't it? Wasn't that fascinating? Do you see how amazing your brain is at trying to solve problems? Why don't you trust that? Why are you wasting time asking yourself what to do? You all know what you would do. And, and here's, the, here's the, really the shocking truth. What you would do to take the 20 listings, or maybe it's 10 listings, don't be overwhelmed by a number, just stay with me on the concept here. The things that you would do to accomplish that goal are the very things that you're not doing now. Think about that. So the things that you know that you would do, if you really were focused on accomplishing that goal, would be the, probably in the most case the exact opposite of what you do this time of year, because mostly what you're doing this time of year is wrap up activities. You're just wasting time, waiting for the calendar to run out, waiting for holidays to you know happen, football games and other things, and buying new shovels at Home Depot if you're or if Julie and I are from or whatever. That's what you're doing. But I want you to reposition your thinking. I ask you to make it so that 2020 for you is your best year ever. So declare war on your own apathy and do that now. Don't wait. Take advantage of it now. So if that competition were real, what would you be doing to go after the business? You'd be picking up the phone, wouldn't you? You'd be learning how to talk with expired listings. You'd be doing all the things we teach you in Premier Coaching. And you would not be screwing around. You'd not be wasting time. You'd not be trying to figure out how to take better pictures for your Instagram feed or spend 20 minutes modeling in front of something so you could try to look like some sort of diva. You wouldn't do any of those dumb things, would you? So you know what you're doing is wasting time, and yet you still choose to do it. Why? Because somebody lied to you, because you chosen to believe the lie. These things are the truth. Folks, why did you get in this business? You got in this business to help people and to help yourself and to make money, right? Do more of that, and it's going to get you to where you ultimately want to be. If you, wanted, if you had to choose between being famous and rich, honestly, which would you choose? Many of you would say, oh, I want to be rich. Then why are you spending all your time trying to be famous? You can't have both. If you can only have one, choose rich, because when you're rich, you're free. When you're rich, you can actually have an impact on yourself, obviously, and your family members and whoever else you choose to impact. When, when you're poor and you have a problem, okay, it's not the same problems you have when you're rich. When you're rich, you can, generally speaking, write a check and make whatever your problem is go away. You can't do that when you're poor, Julie and I are going to do a show. Julie, we need to finish the notes on that, that you have a moral obligation to be rich. We're going to talk about that on an upcoming podcast. But I want you to consider what I'm saying and actually hold yourself accountable to what the inner conversation is going on in your head. If you've been following a path that has not gotten you to large amounts of profit this year, do the smart thing and stop following that path. Because if it has not worked in a seller's market, whatever you've been doing, it is absolutely not going to work when the market starts to shift. And what many of you are going to do is wait too long to move away from the bad idea. You're going to wait too long to stop doing what's not working because you're going to believe, you don't want to admit that you are on the wrong path. You guys understand? Julie, does this make sense? It absolutely makes sense, especially this time of year. We started this series off talking about rules for fourth quarter. TFW rules, working when other people aren't working. So I wrote down six things just now as a result of some very recent coaching calls and more evidence of a changing, shifting market. So on the theme of do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it, but at a very high level, because you guys do know what to do. Remember the game show question. Of course your subconscious is already telling you what to do. And it's mostly things that you know how to do. You've just been lazy about, like actually talking to your past clients,